Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and in parts of North Carolina. And this is news that you can use from Courage with your host, Ray and Zach. Who's Ray, Zach, and Brandon today? Oh, What's these up, guys? are exciting times in which we live when, when it's the, the uh, three musketeers of automotive all together. Wow. Yeah. I like that, the three musketeers. I'm pretty yeah. good with that. How you doing, yeah. Brandon? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Happy Father's Day, late Ray. Oh no, thank you so much. I like how the amount of stuff behind Brandon is just growing. I love it. It's so much. No, I like it's that. it's actually not as much as it was last time I was on. It's just the camera has gotten bigger, so it looks like there's more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love it. All right, here's the deal, guys. I was digging through Cox Automotive. They put out weekly and monthly reports about what's going on in the auto industry. And to set the stage here, Cox Automotive is the largest, I'm not going to use any other word, just largest company when it comes to owning and dictating what's going on in the auto industry. And I went with car market crash, Cox Automotive sounds the alarm today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went with that, Dad. Of course and you Brandon. did. Of course, no. Because, because, because you are, you were awarded clickbait master 2023 all right so we have the latest weekly auto market report yeah all right brand let me pull this up on the screen so that we can all see it here we go do you teach a course in clickbait stop. <laughs> you should stop <laughs> Dad and brandon if yeah. we scroll down yeah there are a few things that i want to highlight the first and most important one is every Single week, yeah. Cox puts out this slide, Cox Automotive Leading Indicators. And for yes. those of you who can't read this, it says and has said for the past couple of weeks, leads are down year over year so far in June on both Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book. Surprise, surprise, Cox Automotive owns a lot of the brands that are consumer brands that are supposed to help you buy a car. Credit applications on dealer track were down 10% year over year last week. The trends have been the same here. I'll pull, pull us back up for a second here because there's another piece of data I found interesting. The trends have been the same when you look at this from Cox Automotive. We were we had a sassy show yesterday, so I'm going to go to Brandon first. Brandon, what do you make of this? Um, it, it's, it's nothing that we, we don't know. I, I'm almost wondering how um, accurate that data is. Obviously, um, Cox, Mannheim, they, I mean, they don't want to show their shareholders that the automotive industry is getting much, much worse. So you want to... Uh, I'm curious to know just how how accurate the data that they're reporting actually is. So you're calling in the question their veracity? No, Cox no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm just curious whoever's whoever's putting pen to paper. I'm just I just want to know who's who's paying them. Well, you know who's paying. I'm stopping. Right, right. <laughs> no, I think Brandon brings up a good point. I actually read these weekly updates. Yeah, and every time I I. It, to be very clear, this video will probably get know, a couple thousand views. And when it does, I would not be surprised if a few weeks from now Cox stops publishing this page because I don't know if they realize that so many people are seeing this. And you can read a lot into this. I could pull up last week's and the week before and the week before and the week before. You don't have to be like a, a sleuth, an internet sleuth to figure it out. They're literally telling you yeah. week over week yeah. that the leads are down year over year. And you can see that actually leads are up for this month compared to May. On both sides, so month over month, you know, we're actually seeing things be. But year over year, the trends have been that they're going down. The other piece in this data that I think is really interesting is used car prices on the wholesale side down one percent week over week, 
while retail used car prices for model year 2020 used car prices are only down a tenth of a percent. Mm. That's a little, to me, that's a little bit of an alarm. Yeah, go for it, Brandon. Well, yeah, retail is going to lag wholesale by by months. So it's, I mean, it's the same thing like in the housing market. Once prices drop a little bit, um, sellers, they they wait. They're, they still think whatever they have is worth more than what it actually is worth. And it takes them time to realize, oh, you know what? We can't sell it, so let's lower our prices. And it's the same thing with used car dealers. They have these cars that they buy on a wholesale level. Um, for maybe cheaper than they did a month ago, but they know a month ago they sold the same car for X amount. So they're going to try to get that same amount for that car, try to make a little bit more. And it's going to take them time to actually start realizing they can't sell for what they could a month, two months, three months ago. And uh, there's just going to be a lag effect. So you're going to see wholesale prices drop first, and then retail is going to lag, I'd say at least probably two, three months behind it. Um, if you get any kind of big downward pressure on the wholesale side. And and truth of the matter is, you know, the, the dealers are loving this. The fact that that they're paying less for the used cars than they had been, and they're keeping their prices up. So, so actually, it gives them a a wider spread in their margins. Uh, if if they they uh, they have those uneducated buyers coming in that have no idea as to what actually is going on in the marketplace. So we're seeing days supply of inventory continue to build back up. I mean, even in the Cox Automotive data, like they talk about days supply going up. And one factor that we need to continue to have the conversation around that's going to keep many consumers out of the market would be this chart. This is showing you auto loan rates. It's mind boggling when you realize the average used car vehicle, APR. Yeah. The average used car vehicle, vehicle APR. The average used car. The average the, used vehicle APR is thirteen point six three percent. A new car is nine percent, eight point nine nine. Like, let that sink in for a moment. So, if you if you are a used car dealer, actually, let's ask a used car dealer. If you're a used car dealer, you know, who, are who you, doesn't finance who cars? Doesn't finance cars. But yeah. Brandon, I've been watching your videos. You're having to mark down vehicles. You're having to take cars back to auction. I mean, like things are slowing down, aren't they? Yeah, even I mean, even our range, I mean, we've had uh, and now lately we've we've lowered our prices and we found kind of that price point where we need to be at, where we're we sold almost everything again just because we found the right price. But we were only five hundred dollars off. But a lot of dealers, if especially if they have a board, if they have multiple dealership locations, they can't move as quickly as we can. So it takes a long time for them to find that right price point. And really, we're still in a phase where no one knows what the value of a vehicle is because the market's still so volatile and it's and it's going down. So it's going you're going to have that lag effect like I mean, just like we were talking about earlier and dealers are going to have to catch up. And by the time they catch up, well, prices went down another five percent. So then they have to catch up again. So they'll just continuously if they're not staying ahead of the market, they're going to just um, just continuously be behind the market. Now you said something interesting. You know, uh, we 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 found the sweet spot on pricing. It was about five hundred dollars lower per car. Put that in perspective. You know, the, the, your your cars on average are five thousand dollars and below. So, so it's more than ten percent. Yep. Exactly. So a a five hundred dollar swing is a huge swing in in that price point. Um, yeah, and a lot of and a lot of these cars that we were dropping, I mean, they were thirty five hundred dollars cars, and we had to drop them three thousand dollars to get it to where. Now, I mean, realistically, the price is probably somewhere in the middle because we went from um, almost no business to dropping them five hundred dollars, and then we got blown up and sold everything. So it's 
the the happy medium is probably somewhere in the middle. But when you're talking about the difference between a three thousand dollar car and a thirty two hundred dollar car, it's the same thing to us, really, as far as what what we're doing. So it's just you just got to get to the point where customers are just okay, okay, buying the car. And, yeah, and I was going to say, and I I would think you you're much happier. Um, selling almost everything and having to replace it than sitting on almost everything and and wondering when you might be able to sell it. Right, because that's the big thing, because wholesale prices, like you just saw on the chart, they're coming down. So we have to stay ahead of the market. So if we had uh, kept our prices static and then we go in this week and buy stuff for $500 less than what we, what we would, those cars that we're bringing into the system, we either have two options. We either mark them up to the same price as what we're trying to sell now that we're not moving, or we uh, price them accordingly how we would whenever we're buying the cars, just mark them up $1,000, $1,200, whatever we're marking them up. And then those cars that we just brought in are directly competing with the cars that we've had sitting on our lot for the last 30 days. So at that point, we would rather move the cars that have been sitting than the cars that mm -hmm. we're just getting in. We're not on floor plan, so it doesn't matter. They're not eating anything. We're not, we're not paying any interest. But still, lot lot rot ha happens, and stale inventory is never a good thing, even if you're not paying any money on it. Um, so what we have to do is we have to lower the price of the old inventory to make it competitive with the new inventory that's coming in. And and even though even though you're you're not paying any money on it, the fact that it's sitting is costing you money. Yeah, okay, it costs because, employee time. Yeah, test drives yeah, cost and, gas. And, and, and you batteries. know the value of it, the wholesale yeah. value of it's dropping. Um, so that opportunity if, cost. Yeah. So if, if you wanted to take it to the sale, you know, you're going to lose money on it if you were to do that. So, so even though you're, you're not writing an additional check for that car that's sitting, it actually still is costing money. Absolutely. And it's really the cars that we take to the auction to dump there. We dump them because there's something wrong with them. We don't want to sell them to a consumer. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll just lower our price. Even, I mean, we've got a couple cars on our lot right now that we just bought wrong. We had to put a transmission, had to put a motor in it. And if we took it to the auction, I mean, we'll get destroyed on it, but yeah. we can lower it to a price where we can, we're still going to lose money on these, on these vehicles. Like one of them is like a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. Uh, but we still will end up making well losing less money if we sell it to a consumer and it's better for the consumer too because they're getting a good deal and we're just not dumping it off to some other dealer so i want to bring up i want to tie this back to to where i led the conversation off cox this is like honestly i think sounding the alarm bell no and, and hear me out no hear me out hear me out i'm i'm uh, i'm right next to you and i got my hearing aids in so i can hear you out go ahead the conversation we're having yes. is that wholesale used car prices are leading, preceding the movements that we expect to see on retail prices. And so you made the point that dealers are actually happy right now because they're able to have a nice spread between what they're able to buy vehicles for and what they're able to sell vehicles for. The counter argument to that would be, and the data point that we can look to is what Cox puts out, and I'll pull it back up on the screen so we can all look at it one more time. Again, I would not be surprised if slide 11 and it's it's linked at the bottom of the description of today's show. We've we're not we've got nothing to hide here, folks. I hope they just keep putting this out. What we're looking at the bottom here, Dad, is year over year leads are down, credit apps are down, mm -hmm. and it's been that way. This is not the first week of this data. It's been like this 
for could, could it be could it be that credit apps are down because more people are paying cash? Yeah, absolutely. But but the leads are down too. And that both of those have been a trend. Both of those have been a trend. So I don't know how you can look at this and say, as a dealer, Brandon yourself, or let's say a, a large independent dealer that is on floor plan or a large franchise dealer that has 50, 60, 100 used cars and in inventory. I don't know how you can look at this and say, you know what, we're in a strong position. We're good. Like, no, the consumer demand is going away. Right. Because yeah. the comparable or the competitive interest rate on a used car loan is 13%. And you're sitting on inventory that's losing value day in and day out at a faster rate than it previously was. And if you are on floor plan, and for all of you who are unfamiliar with floor plan, it's like a credit card, it's a line of credit. Okay. You're accruing interest. That interest rate's higher than it was in probably a decade for you. Like, how is that a, a mixture for success as a business? I don't see how it is. I just don't see why this is a positive outlook for for the industry. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I don't, I don't think dealers are going to these auctions and saying, oh, yeah, everything's great now because uh, the prices are lower. I think they're having a hard time selling vehicles on their lot. And it's I mean, we're seeing uh, we're seeing a lot uh, fewer dealers at these auctions um, just because they filled up their lots. I mean, you can drive around now and look at used car dealer lots that were full. I mean, that were, that were empty, uh, 12, 18 months ago. And now they, they're, they're full of inventory and they're just, I mean, we're, we're having the same kind of problems that new car dealers are having. We're not, we're not, we're not selling as many as we were. And at the same time, you mentioned new car, new car inventories are building back. There's two totally different markets. Like, let's not get it, let's not get it wrong. Like if you're still trying to buy a Toyota, there's way less inventory than if you're trying to buy a Ram or a Ford. Mm -hmm. But we even drove by the Subaru dealership. We're going to go out this upcoming weekend to the Subaru dealership. They had a ton of cars, a ton of new cars. I was just helping a customer $3,000 off of MSRP on a new Subaru. So it's like the industry, I think, well, it's it's the Warren Buffett quote, uh, hogs get fat, pigs, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. I, I truly, sometimes <laughs> I, I joke about the the sayings here, but like I, I genuinely feel like the indicators point to when when times were good, money was being printed out like crazy for dealers and for OEs. And now times are not so good. And I don't think the writing has quite hit the wall, but I think all of the leading indicators, I think the alarm bell is starting to be sound and you can look at all of these leading indicators to show it. I know we don't see eye to eye on this, but. I, I, I will say this. There are more dealers today who are more willing to work with you on price than there had been even six months ago. However, the, the, percentage of dealers that are willing to work with you is still low in comparison to the other dealers out there that are just still adding crap to every one of their vehicles, adding market adjustments. Now, as I've always said, just because they ask for a market adjustment doesn't necessarily mean they expect to get it. They would like to get it. It's an ask. Um, you, you should be able to negotiate market adjustments off, but it's regionalized. And in some regions of the country, people are still way overpaying, while in other parts of the country, prices have come down significantly. Um, so, yeah, there, there are indications that, that, there, that we should be able to expect greater discounts, more incentives from manufacturers, Used car prices hopefully should should mitigate and come down on the retail side of things, but as as Brandon said, you know retail lags two months, three months. Um, you know, 
wholesale prices dropped 1%, retail prices dropped a tenth of 1%. Um, that's, it's going to take a while. And inventory is still a problem. I mean, to, to Ray's point, a lot of this stuff uh, about saying that, I mean, prices are going to stay stubbornly high, they, they might because inventory is just, it's not there. A lot of these auctions we're still going to, even though inventory is creeping up a little bit just because of, I mean, we're seeing repos and uh, we're seeing more dealers pull out of the system. The trade-ins still aren't there because these new car dealers, they have to sell cars for us to get inventory and they're not doing it right now. So that's that's a big problem that that's going to have to fix itself in some way. The demand it either has to be so bad that it still pushes prices down because inventory is not going to do it. I think one of the things you just brought up, the trade-in piece, so we, as you all know, caredge.com slash sell, we actually help people sell cars too. The strength of offer sucks. I wish there was a better way for me. It just sucks right now. Like if you sold your car a month ago, we, we did an example yesterday on that gentleman's Buick. He sold his car to CarMax on Saturday last week, Brandon. What was it? It was like $32,000. And his local dealer would offer him 28 last week or on Saturday. And then he re-ran it on our website, even after he sold the car, just to see what the offers were. The highest offer was 26 grand. I bet you if he re-ran And I bet you if he re-ran it, maybe even lower. Because those, and that's such an interesting piece to this, because even if someone did have a surplus vehicle, not even to trade it in, just to sell it, what incentive do you have? The strength of offer is lower. Replacing it's going to be expensive. So there is an equilibrium here. And this is where your case or your argument starts to make a lot of sense. If you take so many new cars out of inventory, which is what we did, we took what was it, like 20 million total? Well, well, 15, about 15 to 18 million this worldwide. When everyone was talking about the chip shortage, that's yes. what we're referring to. Okay, well then, yeah, that'll have this ripple effect for the foreseeable future. It'll be an interesting interesting dynamic. And I think if you're in the market to buy a car, I just want to, I want to hit, hit on this and we can switch gears. If you're in the market to buy a car, being empowered and informed today is more important than ever before because you are still going to walk into a dealership and they may very well ask for a market adjustment, even on a Ram pickup truck. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> unequivocally, no. You need to be more informed and more empowered because the market has changed dramatically, rapidly. Well, and 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 if I could take just one second, I yeah. mean, our, our video on, on the uh, main Car Edge channel today. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we visited a, a local Ford dealer and we were just, you know, realistically showing window stickers of trucks. And the the comments are, you got to be kidding me. How are how are Ford trucks? Seventy two thousand dollars, eighty six thousand um, dollars. You know, there was there were, we didn't even show the navigator on the lot that was one hundred and ten thousand um, dollars. You know, people are wondering who buys all this stuff. I know I wonder that, um, you, you know, I don't know. I will say this, the Atlantic city area is not a particularly affluent area. No. And, you know, most of the people that live here. And when I say live here, I mean, live here year round are not necessarily affluent people. There are any number of people who have second or vacation homes here at the shore that are affluent people, but, they're not buying their cars down here. They're buying their cars where they live. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I don't know how a Ford dealer in the Atlantic City metro market area is selling a lot of trucks when they're priced seventy to eighty thousand dollars. I don't. I mean, know. I don't get it. 
the answer is they're not. I mean, the the F one fifty inventory levels are going through the roof. I mean, was uh, three months ago it was like fifty three days, if I remember correctly. Uh, two months ago it was eighty three, eighty four days, and last data that I saw was like over a hundred days. Let's look at it. I mean, yeah, I want to do it because we were doing this literally at the dealership. We were looking up VINs and running and seeing what the day's supply was when we were at the dealership. I want to test it right now. Let's do new ones. Do do where we're at. Well, I'm in Arizona. Let's do Arizona real quick. Okay. Here's a $78,000. Let that sink in for a second. That middle one, $78,000 F-150 in transit. Mm -hmm. But they've been advertising it for a month. 109 days supply of inventory in Scottsdale, Arizona of F-150. So yeah, let's do where we are. Let me change the zip code. What are we? 08406. Not going to ask you, Brandon. Not going to trick you with that one. Don't worry. Uh, 75. This is, this is one of the, yeah, the trucks, one we're, of the looking trucks we're looking at. 83 days it's been sitting there. 211 days. I mean, that math doesn't math. And the Cox data would say in somewhere around like 110 days or something like that. So that's and that's why we say it's really regionalized. Yeah. I mean, people that, that that's why the reports are so important because where we are, you know, that that truck was a 200 and some day supply. In another region, it might be a an 80 day supply, and another it could be a hundred day supply. So where you are and what the day supply is it, where you are really impacts what you could expect to pay for a vehicle. Like but Brandon that. answered your question effectively. I don't know many people that are buying those. And he said, they're not. And, and the data backs it up. And, and the, the, the right. crazy thing about this industry, whether you get the data from Cox, from us or somewhere else, it's very difficult to get reliable, consistent. I was, I was in a Twitter argument with the gentleman because he said that uh, I think it was Denver has the most amount of new vehicle inventory and somewhere else doesn't. And I was like, where'd you get this data? I literally just read in a Cox press release that it was like a different state and a different yeah. city. And he was like, well, no, I got mine from V auto. So we're both getting the same data from two different Cox subsidiaries and we're getting different answers, but the, the, the trends are all very, very clear. All right, Brandon, I, 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 I want to switch gears. I want to have Brandon join us for today's really, you gotta be kidding me. Is that okay? Sure. Brandon, we know that um, you're you're not okay with that, Brandon. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> I want really? the sound. There you go. Well, yeah, here we come. Really, you gotta be kidding me. Well, a little high there, but I think I think you hit it really, really nice today. Okay, I'm trying. I'm working on being more kind to my dad. You should. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. Know. you. Doesn't doesn't mean you. You, you get to treat me as poorly as you I do. Treat, most I generally try and treat you really well. Brandon, we know that at your dealership, you are doing great things. The, the reason we are such good friends with Brandon is because we really admire the way that he runs his business. He doesn't charge people fees. It's just, it's everything's, everything's straightforward. Let me show you an example of a dealership that doesn't operate with those principles. Don't worry, I'm going to zoom in. This is from a BMW dealer. Yeah, of Gainesville. Would that be in Florida? <laughs> Look at this. We've got $55,855 list price. Who knows what list price is, but let's assume. Let's that assume that that is the actual MSRs and Ps. The MSRs and Ps. So then we've got a couple add-ons. And this, this pencil, I hate to say, this pencil doesn't even look that bad with just those add-ons. I mean, obviously, you would negotiate these things. Auto Butler application, BMW wheel locks, BMW rubber mats, first aid kit. We're getting charged 50 bucks for the first aid kit. 
where things go downhill yeah, is right here. We've got your pre-delivery service charge of $1,100. Wow. What the heck is a pre-delivery service charge of $1,100 on a new car? Um, that, that's your, we're bending you over the barrel <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, sure. So not only do you get hit with the add-ons at the top, you get a pre-delivery service charge. And no wonder. Well, what are the when you go down to the double asterisks on the thing? What is? Yeah, it, it showed a little. I wonder if it was like you. Or I don't know if you were a video gamer, but remember a GameStop, you could go and uh, do the pre-order thing and get the game a day before that it would yeah, actually yeah. release. Yeah, that's what Here it is. You go. This charge represents costs and profit to the dealer for items such as inspecting, cleaning, and adjusting vehicles and preparing them for sale. Whoa, 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 whoa. May I say, before <laughs> Brandon jumps in, may I say, having worked at, at, at BMW and Mini dealership, um, the manufacturer pays the dealers to do a pre-delivery inspection. <laughs> it is part and parcel of what the dealership is required to do prior to selling any new vehicle. And the, the dealership submits a warranty claim that BMW pays for. Um, so just, just say, just, just say this is our stick it to your fee um, and, and stop with the, you know, because that's what it is. I think you should just put on their lube and oil because, <laughs> because you're going to be asking for the lube and oil. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're, we're doing it wrong at my dealership because we don't make the, uh, yeah, we need to start making the customer pay for our pre inspection before we put the, put the car out. Yeah. You don't add a line item for profit. Like in addition right. to the profit, Branding. additional profit. Yeah. Additional profit market you, adjustment. You, yeah. you inconvenience fee. You you need you need to add a line item for rent. For rent, what are we rent? Well, somebody's got to pay the rent on this damn building. I got one and it's going to be you, folks. I got one more for you too. And I just want to mention we had a contribution, a thoughtful contribution, come in here from Amanda. Are you guys still hiring for cards? We are. We're hiring car coaches. CarEdge.com/apply. Yes. Interested in joining us? So many of you have applied. We really appreciate it. We are not the. We're not Yale. It's not three percent acceptance rate, but it's pretty low. So thank you to everyone who is applying. We're trying to build out the most incredible team of car coaches. Again, caredge.com slash apply. <laughs> Let me show you guys another one. This is okay. a deal. I blurred out everything on this deal because I'm actually still working. Excuse me. I'm actually still working with this woman to get it across the finish line. This is some, some gamesmanship right here. Let me, let me set it up like that. I'll zoom in. I'll zoom in. So we're buying a Subaru, right? Yes. This is the, pen, the pencil from the dealership. Can everyone see that? It says $37,000 is the selling price, right? Out the door. Out the door. Yes. You see that, Brandon? Yep. And you see up at the top, it says base price, $37,695, right? You guys see that? Yeah. All right. So now let me go over and let me show you the window sticker. I'm going to zoom in because I know it's tiny. What does it say the actual MSRP of the vehicle is? It's very tiny down there. It's going to be hard for you all to read, but I'll read it out to you. Maybe I can zoom in a little bit more. $40,034. Yeah, but I go scroll up because I, I know what the dealer's doing. They're, they're showing the breakdown of the base price. The base MSRP is $37,695. And they're showing on their worksheet the breakdown of every factory installed Item. You're wrong, Pops. 
because you, oh, I'm going to show you, because then you get to the final pencil. We've agreed upon the price of the car. How does it now cost so much more? Well, now the MSRP has jumped to $40,034. But what was it on the? The first pencil, this is the type of gamesmanship, gamesmanship, excuse me, that really is crappy, right? You're looking at your cash deal. You're looking at this pencil. Whether you look over here and it says 39,000 or 38 or 37, at the end of the day, you end up at your final pencil getting something with the, the discount actually went up a thousand dollars. This is gamesmanship, Pops. This is confusing the hell out of a customer. Yes. But they didn't include the destination charge in any of their work until the final pencil. Yes, which is which is how you get to the forty thousand thirty-four dollars. Yes. No, I, I get what you're saying. And 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 if you it, it, Mark sums it up. First thirty-seven thousand, then thirty-nine thousand, then forty thousand. Yet the discount went up a thousand dollars in all of that. But 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 the out the door price remained <clears throat> the same. I do believe, or pretty close. So no, anyway, it didn't. Anyway, go back to to, to the first. Yeah, one. I'm I'm actually agreeing with Ray here because you've got forty thousand, and then they're taking three thousand dollars off for all this BS on the left, right? The the options that were already included by the factory or whatever, and they're showing. They're showing that on the next page that they take it off, and then the extra three thousand. It looks like you're like dock fee or uh, taxes well, and stuff like that. Well, the extra, the extra was actually the destination, the, charge. the destination charge. Okay, yeah. which they did not show as a line item. Okay, under, I, yeah, I see that now. Which they should have. Boom. So, so here, here is my suggestion to this dealership: if you were going to try and and pretend to be this transparent. Then include the destination charge because there's no way to avoid it. So just include it. Be truly transparent. Show because just look at this. We got a two thousand. I'm helping this woman, and 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 I got confused out off this one too. We got a two thousand and fourteen dollar discount on the first pencil, and we're thinking to ourselves, our out the door price. There we got. We're we're, we're good to go. Mm -hmm. Then with all the fees and everything, and that's where you end up over here, right? Your selling price is $37,000. Then here are all your different fees. Here's your sales tax. You end up with a total balance here of $37,929. Then we go to put, I'm helping this one. We're going to put down a, a deposit to mm -hmm. reserve the vehicle. And they send us this. And the discount went up $1,020 to $3,034. Yet the out-the-door price is now $40,429. I look at car deals day in, day out, guys. Like, yes. literally, our whole team does. That is how confusing this stuff is. Whether you're going to a dealership that literally puts the line item for profit and then added whatever that charge was, or you do what we were just looking at there, no matter how you slice it, it's pretty confusing stuff. Well, if they're pretending to be transparent, there's a way to be transparent. That That isn't necessarily it. But I admire them for giving the individual line items that, as they appear on the Monroney label. Okay, so that I approve of. The fact that you left off the freight, that I don't <laughs> approve of. Um, because you want to give what's really the total MSRP. So people know what we're talking about and what you're what you're doing. 
Brandon's channel on YouTube is Car Questions Answered. It's been awesome to watch the channel grow. Congratulations, Brandon, to you and, uh, and your family on watching the channel grow. The information you share is incredible. So if you're new here, yes. or if you, you've never heard of us and, and you're wondering who the guest is, Brandon, Car Questions Answered, please go search that. It's also linked in the description. You two are on double duty today. We are. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it. Today's, yeah. That's the show for today. And aren't we going down to visit Brandon? We're coordinating. We're coordinating a trip to visit with Brandon. Um, so yeah, we'd love to love to make that happen. Yeah, and, can't and, wait to make it happen. And we can treat him to a, a steak dinner. He and his wife. Sign us well, up. The, I mean, the bet's not over, so you got to let me pay. When well, you come but, in but either way, we're going to have a steak dinner. Right, and, you yeah. know, so this time I'll pay for it. We, have, we have to make sure we get in too. That's the that's the thing. <laughs> We'll start a steak dinner fun, but one of you guys will take care of it. We're going to, well, either that or the business. Hey, but Zach's I'm making really... more money than both of us put together. Zach and needs to be we're going to press that button. So. <laughs> I'll see you in a few, Brandon, over all right, on all the right. electric. All... Don't forget to ask all kinds of wonderful questions. I will as well. See you oh. guys. Yeah, we've got Car Edge on Electric Unplugged. Brandon and Farzad will be over there with Justice and with Pops. Everyone have a great day and catch you later. Thank you, everybody. Brandon, Thanks, see you in a few.